0: Hello, everyone,
1: and welcome down to episode 78 of the Down South Photo Show with me, Brendan Waits, uh, no longer in Tasmania. Now, the reason we're laughing, and you're going to have to stick with us, folks, is we've just yeah. recorded half an hour of a show without anyone recording, recording anything. it, anything. So uh, that's why we're having another crack at this, and uh, we're a little bit flat about that, but never mind. <laughs> we're, we're, As you do.
0: Yeah, well, we got really we, nice we got we, we know like you said, we know, we know what we're going to talk about.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh with me, Brendan Waits, uh here in back home in Ocean Grove, Victoria, Australia. And the guy on the other screen or in your other ear, if you are listening to the podcast, it is Cam Blake, who is not in Hobart, Tasmania. No. He no. is in Melbourne, Australia.
0: I am in Melbourne, Australia. Hi, Cameron. <laughs> Hello, Brendan. This is uh we've never done this. Seventy eight episodes, and we've never stuffed that up.
1: Nah, that was uh that was on me. I'll wear that that's one good. like a badge. on. That's one. good.
0: So everyone, you've missed a great show already. Um, <laughs> if you're tuning in just now, you've missed the first thirty minutes of the recording. Yeah, it's kind of um, hard to
1: it's kind of hard to do this off the
0: cuff when it's no longer actually off the cuff. But that's, that's alright. Right, you know what? We're going to do a completely different show now. Yeah, that's right. We've sure. uh, what we spoke about. But oh yes, I'm in Melbourne. Uh, to quickly recap, we can make this a short show. To yeah, quickly we... re- to quickly recap, I've been in Dalesford for two days. I've just come back from Bright. I head on the boat tomorrow. Everyone's good.
1: <laughs> we'll see you next week for episode. No. Uh, <laughs> Thanks very
0: much. Yeah, yeah. Now you've uh, been
1: you've been around a lot, and uh, you've been working yeah. hard since we yeah. finished the walk a week or so ago. Thank you to everyone who has watched the uh, walk episode, which went out last week. Mm. It is fast becoming one of our most watched episodes, which is great. Yeah. And yeah. we also cruise past a little milestone of five hundred subscribers on YouTube, which is awesome. Thank you. Give it up for everybody.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. We have five hundred plus. When can we? But well, when can we say we're good at this? Is that like after a <laughs> thousand? Clearly
1: subs, not or... yet. Clearly, <laughs> clearly, when we press
0: record properly. Um, the five hundred subs is good, and yep. uh, as we said before, we've had like over twenty thousand downloads of the show on yes, YouTube. Yes, we have, and close to eight thousand downloads of the podcast. Correct. Which... So um... twenty thousand downloads—that's pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm
1: I'm happy with that. Um, it's it's funny because clearly. A lot of people who watch the show aren't subscribers and we're not going to th- mm. shove it
0: down your neck, people, but go ahead hit the su- subscribe thing. It's free. That, just, you that's know, um, 78 episodes. That's an average of 256 downloads an episode. How, how's your maths going? Well done. Well, yeah, these are the kind of just numbers I just pull off to talk like of my that. head. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. yeah just <laughs> click, click. Here we go. Uh, but no, it's great. And thank you, everyone who's tuned in. And yeah, the, the show that we put together last week, I was a little bit nervous. I must admit, I was a little bit nervous about how we recorded all that and whether or not it would come together as a show. And I think you did a really good job at putting that together and the nice photos and the music in between was lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It um, it, it was it was a bit. I I actually think we could have done more in hindsight, but mm. like in terms of recording out on the track,
0: because people yeah.
1: quite liked it, there was yeah. no way on God's green earth on the last night we were going to do any longer than ninety seconds though.
0: That was uh, colder than a witch's tit that night. It was it was freezing. it
1: was as cold as charity. It was uh, yeah. it was and and given that we haven't had winter yet, that was the coldest I've felt in quite some time. So
0: yeah, like that was yeah. I think we said on the video that we thought it was around about three degrees, but Dad said that Lake clear was minus four overnight that night, and we were just up the road, so it was definitely minus. And that was the day we had a bit of snow coming into camp as well, which yeah, was really right. cool. So yeah. Um, um,
1: so what we're going to do tonight is give a brief little sort of recap on, look, the Overland Track was uh, a big deal for me and a big deal for the mm-hmm. Down South Photo Show as well. It was something that was in the pipeline for a good six to eight months. Mm, um, was, we talked yeah. about it a lot on the show. Um, if you are able to and you get a chance to do the Overland Track, for God's sake, just go and do it. It'll yeah. blow your mind. It is an yeah. awesome place to photograph. Um yeah. agree we were talking as well about um the physical demands of it and um in the week since we did the walk i've actually managed to get myself a little calf injury so uh i I, I put it down to fatigue from the walk i would have thought and then not resting as soon as i got back i was straight back into work and all that sort of stuff yeah and the body has a way of just going "Mm -mm, i Mm -hmm. don't think Mm so you need to just slow down a wee bit here young fella
0: yeah, well that's funny. My my left ankle, which is always a bit iffy anyway, um, just in Bright the last few days, like I was getting up in the morning and my ankle was the same as my ankle was like, Yeah, not today. Yeah. Uh, you can and I'm like, okay, so I had to sort of warm it up a bit, give it a rub and give it a stretch stretch and but it was okay once again. But yeah, it's one of those trips where yeah, you like I said, you get the overland hobble at the end. Everyone walks off with a hobble. And um if you don't walk off with a hobble, you haven't done it properly. So Well, um, there's
1: there's actually quite funny footage when we stopped in that little town on the bus coming back.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. And you fell off the bus, didn't you?
1: Well, someone started recording. I didn't know they were recording, but I got out of the bus, and yeah, I could
0: barely get down the step. That's only what a foot high. I was yeah, just, yeah.
1: oh boy, not another step.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then because you're sitting in a bus, all stiff and you stiffen up, and oh yeah, the six or seven beers you had at Lake Sinclair didn't help either, probably. <laughs>
1: Wasn't six or seven. Don't be like that. It was uh, 13. three. Thirteen. It was thirteen. Yeah. Right?
0: <laughs> uh, and that
1: first one I had after the walk was uh, one of the best beers I've ever had in my life. Mm. But um, yeah, no, it was it was absolutely sensational. And I think, and we were talking before about um, because this is our second attempt at recording tonight, so we'll <laughs> stick with us, folks. Um, Bear with us,
0: Bear it was it me. was a
1: wet walk, and Cam said yeah. as much. It was one of the wettest ones he'd been on, which. Yeah. I think and again I've never done it any other way so I wouldn't know which I do think made for a bit more of a slog of a walk and a bit of a harder walk yeah. in particular when it came to making sure you could see where you're putting your feet um you know the, along the track there are a lot of rocks and there are a lot of roots and um you know if you stand on a wet root you can slide pretty easily so you've got to be nice and careful yeah. where you're putting your where you're putting your feet constantly yeah um so I think physically it was a wee bit more challenging than I thought it was going to be. I yep. did train for it, so
0: um, yeah, you, you I, did. Lots, you did lots of stair climbing and
1: yeah, that kind of yeah. stuff. I,
0: I think what catches people out with the overland as well is, like for example, when you say there's rocks and there's roots, I think people go, "Oh, okay, so there's like a couple of meters of rocks and," but there, there's <laughs> there, there's sections of kilometers of rocks and roots yeah. where yeah. you are you are just head down, concentrating on every every step you're taking. Uh, there's sections into the frog flats where it's Ankle deep mud. You you had, uh, and credit to you because you're about the only person in the group that did it. But you went you went early. You went early off the bat. and You went. You know what? I'm just walking through these puddles. Yeah. Don't my feet are wet. Don't give a shit. I'm going to walk through them. And by doing that, you probably avoided a thousand more extra rocks and roots that you didn't need to go over and around. Where yeah. other other people try and dodge those big muddy patches and and they end up going on roots and they go around the side and that's when they sort of slip off and stuff. So yeah um i was proud to see you doing that when i was walking <laughs> i was walking behind you a few times I'm like yes finally someone in the group is just walking yeah. straight through the guts
1: yeah so. i mean what's the point right everything was wet like i was it's wet everything. to the bone like yeah. <laughs> it couldn't get any wetter so yeah, yeah. just plow on through you know yeah. um uh, i think I, I did sort of put a bit of faith in the fact that the where I, when i couldn't see under the water because i didn't carry poles either No, you didn't. so um i you know i I made a judgment call a couple of times that it was going to be okay for me just to plow on through. Yeah. And luckily it, it worked that way. If it looked really iffy though and quite deep, I would tentatively put the foot in the water, um, yeah. not to slam a foot in there yeah. um, just to make sure I had my footing. Uh, and that, that, that tend to work
0: Yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Like you can, you can go about it a couple of ways. You can try and stay stay as dry as you want for as long as you want, but in the end, after six days and that kind of weather, you're going to get wet. And you can, yeah, you know. I think who was uh, there was a few people boasting that their feet were dry the whole trip. I'm like, I'm, I was calling bullshit on that. I'm like, no yeah. way they were. No, I don't think so. No, and then you know you had to set up your tent. I felt sorry for Jamie. Jamie's tent was just he would have been better bringing a packet of tissues to sleep in. <laughs> he <kind laughs> of did, didn't he? He yeah, that, well, that tent was shit. He got his money back though which was good when, yeah, you, uh,
1: yeah. mind you um, in hindsight, a masterstroke on my behalf, I had the same tent
0: Yes. Okay. and
1: chose to upgrade it um, because uh-huh. I wasn't happy with the fact that it didn't have a fly. I thought yeah. that was, that was a bit, yeah, a single skin tent would be fine if it was pure summer, Yeah. but not in those conditions.
0: No. And that's uh, it's a good lesson. If you're going to do the overland track as well, that you can go lightweight and you can try and keep the weight down as low as you can, but there's some things you just can't sacrifice. And one of those is a waterproof tent or at least yep. a three season tent, even though this one said it was three season. No, but that was, that was saturated from day dot and uh season tent. Yeah. And poor Jamie, he literally slept in wet for the whole trip, but to his credit, he didn't, he didn't bitch and carry on. He didn't want to go in the hut. He didn't try and no. get out of it. No. Uh He did. He did also wear the same pair of undies and socks the entire trip. Yeah. Um,
1: I don't know what what the challenge was in that. Well, you know, he,
0: I, I I said I'd buy him a free lunch if he did it. Now he <laughs> he he is Italian, and they're generally a little bit tighter with the coins. Uh, but I wouldn't. Yeah. So he he wore uh, the same undies and socks for six days straight. Like, can you imagine putting those undies back? No, on? No, no,
1: I can't.
0: I don't want no. to even talk
1: about it.
0: They could have they walked. <laughs> he he could have taken them off. They could have walked next to him the whole way. That the um.
1: um yeah. So getting, we've gone down a rickety road here. This is not good. Yeah, getting back right. on things back it's on It's different, track different from, to the last episode. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Before we run this whole thing straight into the ground. Um, photographically. So so yes. what 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 made it um, so good was the fact that you had to work so hard. So you were doing the hard yards literally, mm. you know, 20 kilo pack on in the rain, in the mud, in the slosh, you know, wet everywhere. Um so that when the payoffs came, and believe me, folks, they come—they are plentiful on the mm. overland track. Yeah. When they came, it just made you want to whip that camera out and just soak it all in. Yeah. Um, and I think, as well, because I knew personally that it would be highly unlikely that I will be back on the overland in those conditions, because um, I think I will do it again, but I don't know when that's going to be but I felt like this was probably my only opportunity to take these photos in the conditions that they were presented in. Um, So it really made me focus, pardon the pun, on my shots, on composition. Um, One thing that I really liked to do on this walk um, was get a bit of distance between me and another walker. I didn't really, as much as I loved the company, everyone was great on the trip. I wanted to focus a lot on the photos. So I just I didn't want to feel for a second that I was holding anyone up by taking photos because that that would just sort of cramp your style. You don't want to, you know, be worrying about other people. You want to be taking the photos. Yeah. So I sort of would position myself sort of third or fourth wheel where we knew we had the guys out the front. So we had Luke out the front as the leader. You yeah. had someone like Saskia who was at the front. Would have Jeff who would normally pass me. Yeah, to his very fit, man. Jeff, he, yeah. he he smashed
0: it. Um, don't go with that because all it does is rain.
1: Yeah, well, that's right. And and I generally <laughs> and I generally find that I'd be able to get you know maybe a few hundred meters to the walker in front and a few hundred yeah. meters to the walker behind. Yeah, so that I could have my own time in there, and um, I think. Even if I never took one photo, just that solitude in a place like that did me absolute wonders.
0: And I know what you're going to say, the next bit you're going to say, because the the tour was so expertly run by myself and Luke, that we created that space for everyone to have That's that right. experience. Right. So, yeah, I knew, I knew you were going down took, there. Took but... the
1: words right out of my mouth, mm-hmm. and um, it was yeah. no fluke at all that I got uh, to have such an experience like
0: that. Well, it's funny because we do actually try and space it out like it's it's all about safety and obviously you want to know where everyone is and that's why you sort of have bookends we had one day where we lost someone who went ahead which was fine we addressed with that but why the idea is that the person in front can set a bit of a pace i can set a pace at the back and you can you can spread out you know you can and louise did the same thing she had moments where she just wanted to walk on her own and she she said one day she was walking on her own for about 35 minutes 40 minutes and had the whole place to herself which is amazing And, and you're right like the company was great Everyone was fantastic. We all had a great time. But I, I even had a few moments myself where I, I dropped back just to take it in. And yeah. especially coming across those button grass plains and that fog on that second day where it was just all quiet and fog. And uh, it was great. Took a few photos and took a video and just you know, just stood in and take it all in. So, but you're right. It's a, it's one of those tracks where, you know, the harder you work, the more, the more you get. Um, and there is photo, even if the weather's a bit, shut in you can still get heaps of great photos and
1: well this is another point that i wanted to make is the photos that are to be had directly from the track are incredible yeah. yes you don't yeah. have to go off the track you yeah, are that's right. on the track you're getting your camera out you're stood on the boardwalk you're getting your camera out it's you don't have to go off somewhere and look for a composition you don't it is all right in front of you you yeah. you, you enter into this world um it's a photographer's paradise. There's no yeah. question about that. Yeah. Um. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about gear a bit later on, but I, I think, um, mm. as far as I was concerned, the the as I say, the constant payoff of, yeah, you you you're battling, and there's was a couple of times when I was I was quite fatigued and and getting getting a little bit annoyed at myself for not being fitter, yeah. toward particularly towards the back end of day three and the yeah. back end of day four, which were yeah. real. A lot of climbs and it was so wet, you know, and um, yeah, And towards the back end of day three, I was actually getting really hot because I was Yeah, and... That's
0: right. You stopped on that way up that big hill. Had to. Had at to. Least I had to, to get. So I, I right to, up to you.
1: Yeah. I, I took, yeah. you know, I got down to one layer and a pack because so, yeah. I had to. It's I was just
0: cooking. It's funny you say that because I've done, like you said, I've done the track heaps of times and I, I would put it to you that you're probably fitter than I am, I reckon, because you, you know, you, you're doing a lot of training beforehand and. You know, you do a bit of bike riding stuff like that. I don't do anywhere near as much as I used to, but that's where I think the mental, like it's amazing how much your brain can get involved with it. Because yeah, I I can honestly say on that whole track there was maybe only once I felt a bit tired, but the rest of it I'm like, yeah, I feel pretty good because yeah. I know what was coming. I knew where I was and exactly your brain you knew what was around the next corner. Yeah, no, I, I was, know exactly I where I where I was and yeah. where I had to go to and yeah. I, th- I think that's a really, really um, incredible part of our body that you know you might be fatigued, but the, the the mind has a lot to do with that. So if you don't know where you are, you're probably like, oh, Where the hell is the, where's this camp? Like, we're we getting there yet? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. And your brain just starts shutting down everything else. And
1: yeah, which was kind of good when, because quite often I would catch up to Jeff, who was normally the guy in front of me. Yeah. And he had the watch, which was yes. counting down. Yeah. <laughs> he that's had right. the GPS. Yeah. And yeah. he would just give me, and he, to his credit, he didn't say, hey, do you want to know or yeah. anything like that? I would have to ask him, yeah. you know, which I think was great because, you know, I wanted to be a little bit surprised by it as well. So you don't want to sort of give the ending away, you know, with, you know, how far exactly have you got to go and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but it was it was one of those things where, like I said before, it, it, it wasn't until you're, it's not until you're actually on the track where you start to understand exactly what everyone's raving about. Mm. Um, in terms of the physical toughness, in terms of that bloody landscape, mate. I'll, it's 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 etched in my brain. I'll never forget it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, like I said. It's I, I've done the walk that many times, and not once have I got to the end of the walk and go, hmm, "That was boring." Like never, no. never, ever. And it's been all seasons, all conditions, all weather, or different people, whatever. Um, and like even like the shots we've got in our backgrounds, which we can talk about as we go through, but like i've been to those spots a thousand times every time i go there i'm still blown away by like how it looks and the conditions of what it was but yeah it's uh it's an amazing walk and i'm super glad we all did it and had a good time and uh i think the weather sort of added to the adventure as well like we if you have sunshine the whole way it's lovely and you get all the views but like you said at the start of this little section that you've got to work like you know you've got to be out on the track you've got to walk the distance and and you, you get rewarded in spades, like the, you know, yeah, it's yeah great. Definitely.
1: Um, we'll, um, in the previous episode, we, you saw what gear we had Cam and I both shot with Olympus cameras, um, which is Cam's is. pretty much go to. There's Cam right there, he's OM1. Uh, I had the OM5, which is the newer little, little mm. pocket rocket camera. Yes. Um, I was, how can I put this? I won't say I was pleasantly surprised. I, I'm not surprised that it handled uh, yeah. everything I wanted it to handle. One thing I was really surprised and, and almost shaking my head about was the fact that I never had a tripod
0: yeah. the whole trip, and no right. one did. I don't no, think anyone did. took a tripod on this walk. No, not one single person took a tripod.
1: Yep, um, With, which was... which it sort of you know goes against the grain of landscape photography, right?
0: Well, it sort of does, and and I think the only reason why we all decided not to take the tripod is because we. We're not sure we were going to see stars because I think the only reason why people were thinking it was to do Astro. Um, I know Jamie, Jamie made a last minute decision to swap into uh, his Canon and use one of my other OMs that he had so we could have this image stabilization. But yeah, no one took a tripod. Um, we had a few Olympus users and a Nikon, I think, and a Fuji. I can't remember. And it. a Canon. And a Canon. So those guys were sort of okay not to take a tripod. But Yeah, it's uh, the modern technology in the cameras these days with image stabiliser and anti-shake assistance and all those kind of things uh, means you can hand-hold shots the whole way. You can. You can. So let's talk about my background, our backgrounds briefly.
1: So this is the, the, I said this before, the Douglas River, Douglas Creek? That's correct, yeah. Right, but we're not going to tell you exactly where this is because it's a slightly sort of secretish location. Uh, If you look hard enough, you'll find it, but... uh, that shot there is not handheld, and it's not tripod either. That is my camera sitting on the ground, and the lens being balanced by a stick.
0: No,
1: really? <laughs> Actually, yep. Yeah. Uh, I needed because I just needed to elevate the lens slightly. Otherwise, you'd have a lot of that foreground. Yeah. Uh, so I jam the stick under there, use the live screen, use the built-in ND filters, and hey presto! Um, there is a couple of faults in that image that I need to tidy up and the more I look at it and I'm sure you can see them if you look hard enough, mm. but um, so. we got, we got down there. Uh, and to Cam's credit, he uh, got uh, our other guy, Luke, he gave him the nod to get me down to this spot, which um, I'm so grateful for because just to be there to get the shot was great, but to actually stand there in mm. Jurassic park and see yeah. that <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got down there and we had a couple of other photographers with us and one of the of one of one of the people said, Can you show me how to shoot this? Mm. And I said, Well, here's the thing. How about I shoot it? Yeah. You can see exactly and I'll tell you exactly the settings that I'm using. And they were like, Yeah. So it was like a live mm. workshop, if you like, for a few minutes of me, of them watching literally over my shoulder, fly on the wall, kind of stuff. Yeah. And how I would shoot this sort of thing. And again, folks, I'm not the world's greatest photographer, but I do like to think I know what I'm doing when it comes to getting shots like this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wrapped with that image. It came up almost as good as I had hoped. There's a couple of, as I say, a couple of things I want to tweak about it, but it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but That's... my uh, 8 to 25 was completely, uh, had condensation all through it. So the first yeah. couple of shots I did were no good. Uh, and I was really frustrated with myself. So I ripped the phone out and did a couple of shots on the phone. And then it dawned on me that one of the other photographers with us was shooting Olympus as well. They had their 12 to 100. I said, please, may I borrow your lens? They were only too happy to loan it to me, of course, uh, which was very, very nice of them. Uh, So I got a couple of shots. And by the time I did that, my 8 to 25 had sort of freed itself of condensation and I was able to get this. Yeah. Total of 15 minutes, I reckon, I was in this location. But as I said to Luke at the time, leave me here all day. I'll see you in Hobart,
0: yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's it's one of those locations as well that it just it's almost like you want to go up river or down river. You just like this it, this is one little section of it. What's up yeah. over that little waterfall at the back, or what's down yeah, that right. way? And oh, I um, mean, if
1: it, it's it's a bloody postcard, mate. Look at it. I mean, it's, it's just nuts. it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like what a what a scene. I mean that 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 is you know an artist would would paint that and make it up to look that gorgeous it couldn't exist in real life but
0: yeah yeah it is it is is almost middle earth isn't it so it is yeah um my little background yes uh, please is uh lake windermere in the bottom right oh what am i doing there and we've got mount oakley to the left um and then we've got actually got mount ossa and pillion west sort of in the clouds there straight away but this is a shot from the lookout just as you start to drop into Lake Windermere on day two. And this is when we had this rain come through with sunshine and rain and sunshine. And we just, it's a Tassie thing, I think where you just get these crazy clouds and light breaking through onto the mountains and you get these, you know, beautiful warm parts of light versus cold parts of cloud. And it just worked so well. So this is, uh, I think I said it on the last episode that we didn't record. Um, <laughs> that This is uh, one of the moodier moments I've seen from this lookout usually you get either nothing or you get sunshine and, or, and maybe a little bit of cloud, but uh, it was pretty good there. So it was a beautiful spot. And then we, yeah, we got down there and it rained on the way into camp and um, the sunshine that we saw was non-existent for the next, the next day. Although the next day we did have a little bit of sun pop out here and there. We had a few moments of, you could hear a collective roar across the track. Oh,
1: day three, uh, being the longest day, the seventeen k, I think it was. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Uh, into Pelion, that that was um, that was something else. We, I think, if 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 I could pick one day to relive, it would probably mm-hmm. be day three. Okay. Um, mainly because of the the diverse terrain that we covered mm. as well. Before yeah. I get onto that, I just want to mention where when you shot that shot that you've got there, where we we stopped there for about 10 <clears> minutes, we had packs off. So it was quite yeah. good. Um you know, if you do a 180 to that shot and turn the other way, you've got these amazing grass planes. Mm. So you've got the button grass planes there, and you've got these ridge lines. And we've talked about this on the show, that I'm not used to seeing ridge lines covered in grass. Um, yeah. it's 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 rare. Um, I think, I don't know, maybe more in the New South Wales high country you'd see that as well and a bit, bit of Victorian high country, but mm. nothing like that you see down there in Tassie.
0: Well, it's funny. It is funny you say that because I've just come up back from Bright and we were up Mount Hotham a couple of days ago and the Razorback, which goes from Hotham yes. across the Feather Top, yeah, and, I, and I thought about that um, because there's a, there's a few little low-lying sort of snow gums that grow on there. And it is a bare sort of ridgeline, but it's a different type of grass. and yes. It doesn't glow like the button grass does. So a lot of people, if I if I had a dollar for everyone I've had down in Tassie who see a, a button grass plane and go, gee, this looks like Scotland, uh, I wouldn't be doing a podcast with 507 <laughs> subscribers because it, it does, it just looks, it's got that sort of Scottish sort of feel yeah. um, and I'm assuming they've got button grass or similar in, in the Scottish Highlands as well. But yeah, you're right, behind us on the other side of this shot uh, there's a few more lakes and we just had that light sort of filtering all through that landscape. And you were really co- intrigued on that versus everyone else is looking the other way, which is a great example of how everyone sees things differently.
1: Yeah. 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 I yeah. think, I think that shot behind you, I zoomed in on Mount Oakley, which is mm. the over your right shoulder there. Um, yep. Yeah. I, I've got a shot with that ridgeline in the foreground and just Mount Oakley, which I love. Mm. It's a great, I'm really happy with it, but yep. it's kind of like I shot that and then just, pivoted and I'm like, no, hang on a minute. This is look mm. at the light that's happening. I mean, look, you could have you could have pointed your camera in 360 degrees yeah. from that point yeah. and got a great photo. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I think that's what made it so unique was that we had, you know, at one point there was probably 12 people with cameras out and they're all pointing mm. in different directions. All different
0: directions, yeah. And yeah. it's yeah, it's it happens a lot where people just see things differently. And like it's I've I've split it up into two different pe- people. Like some people just see grand landscapes. And other people see details like oh the mini landscapes within landscapes or macros or whatever they are. So you're yeah you can come up to the track and like people like this far away from a fern, and you have like, people this far like taking massive wide angles. Like why why did you all take different photos? Because yeah everyone sees things differently. So, um but yeah day three is a great day. Uh, and then um I do remember day four was a tough day after yeah. Douglas the Douglas Creek we climbed up that mountain and uh you did a very valid thing on top of the hill there you you (laughs) tagged me out so we were at 1100 and something meters or something more than that 1200 and something meters at the pillion gap and it was fair to say the weather was shite yeah we we didn't time that
1: well did we we sort of got there at the peak of the bad weather
0: yeah we're hoping that we might have got there when the clouds were sort of splitting up a bit but we got to the top it was pouring rain howling wind and uh everyone was happy to move on down into camp. And uh, that's when we did that little episode from the front of the, uh, the hut with the mountain yeah. in the background. That was after that day. So, yeah. Um, but every, yeah. every day on the every day on the tracks a challenge and it's never the same. And, no. yeah, it's awesome fun.
1: I think it would come as no surprise to you to learn that that night, night four, that was when I felt the coldest. Yeah. Uh, and that was when I actually came to you and said, I'm battling a bit here. Yeah. And you were yeah. like, you go in that hut right now. You yeah, just yeah. go in there and just Sit pretend out. you're looking at the signage and yeah, because yeah. look, I mean, we're we're not supposed to go into the huts because you know we're on a group thing and we yeah. we're you know yeah. and that's that's completely understandable. Yeah, and it was quite funny because I I got I went in there and I just felt my core temperature starting to lift immediately because it was like yeah. 32 friggin' degrees. It was like a sauna in there. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I started. I was just you know I was just sort of trying to make myself useful and taking photos of signage and stuff like that. Yeah, and then as luck would have it, uh, a lady who was there said, "Oh, you're with that photography group that you're in front of us on the walk." I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Oh, can I see some of your photos? You certainly can." <laughs> yeah, so let, I sat down and me, got my me, phone out and
0: <laughs> let me pull up a pew and let me. Yeah, f- that's right. And out. I think
1: it was a good twenty-five minutes later when you came. It was like, "Hey, uh, what do you do?" Oh yeah, sure. No, we can show you some photos. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine.
0: <laughs> well, I remember we were sitting at because what made me think about that was there was people coming out of the hut. They're like, It's too bloody hot in the hut. That's right. Yeah. Air, Coming air. out to cool off, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, Brendan's in the hut. What's he doing in there?" And he, he, there you are, giving a slideshow presentation to this family. Um one of them's a lawyer. Wasn't a lawyer? And yes. Else? Yeah. Yes. And, and it was um,
1: funny because she was looking at the photos, and she goes, "Can I get a copy of all of these?" Said, "Well, here's my contact details." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, 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 were make, you were
0: making sales on the track, but <laughs> um but yeah, that was a cold night, and then. The next day after that we had all the waterfalls, which we didn't visit all of them because there was just way too many people going down to one of the smallest platform, well, the edges of one of them. But we went up to we went down to Hartnett Falls, which is
1: oh, absolutely which
0: is a little bit like what was behind you. It's almost like a Japanese garden and um there was some incredible stuff down there. Um yeah. beautiful, beautiful grasses and mosses and things like that. Uh and then we had to climb that last climb and uh then we had snow. We got snow on that uh, that day, yeah. Yeah. which was so, crazy. So when we were, uh, so day five, uh, day five? Yeah, late
1: on day five. Day five, yeah. Doing the descent down. And I was, I was warned that it was a steep descent into the camp. And you weren't just whistling Dixie there, Mr. Blake. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. It was very steep. Yeah. Massive payoff, though. So at the bottom of that was mm. that incredible gap, cascade off to the right-hand side, yes. which was sort yeah. of like my background, but really condensed. It was like yes. a really small little cascade. Yeah. And although my brain was like, just get to camp, set up, I'm like, I can't give up on this. Yeah, so yeah. Um, to talk a little bit more about the actual photographic side of things, um, I found myself, because the OM can, has got the built-in uh, ND ND oh. filter, Yeah, I felt myself switching to that immediately with waterfall. So yeah. the vast majority, 90% of my waterfall photos have got the the glowy, you know, the dreamy look yeah. long exposure.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Being able to shoot handheld quickly is yeah. amazing.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's 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 those little like you said. There's those little moments where you come across something. It's usually a little stream, a little cascade, um, where you know, 20 years ago, you would have to stop, pack off, tripod up, set the camera, put a filter on, take your time, bang. Yeah. Where now you can just rock up, chuck chuck it in whatever mode you want to chuck it in, hand hold it. And uh, yeah. it's, it's almost cheating in a way. It's almost a bit too easy, isn't it?
1: In some respects, yes. But in others, no, um, mm. because it gives you so much more flexibility. Now, I, I I must admit, I have had a close look at some of my photos and they're not as pin sharp as I would have hoped. Yeah. But then I look at the XF data and they are pushing the four to five second, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, which is understandable. They're good, but yeah. they're not, you know, that pin sharp, which says to me, yeah, you know, tripod and all that sort of stuff but mate if I had a tripod with me I wouldn't have been getting into camp until midnight
0: yeah that's right you know you just yep. don't
1: you can't sort of stop for you guys if, if you had a tripod and you want to set up you'd really have to make sure that you wanted that shot
0: yeah um, and that's that that's I think that's one thing I was a little bit disappointed about was that we didn't have any of that golden afternoon light at every camp because when you have nicer weather you can go out to the helipads almost every helipad at every camp has has an absolute drop dead view of something, and yeah. that's where you, that's where we normally set up the tripods and you'll do your proper stuff and things like that. And as you're walking along the day, it's generally that more. I won't say happy snap because you still take effort to do it, but it's more of that. Okay, it's a, it's a it's a lesser setup sort of shot. It's more handheld. It's thinking a bit side outside the box a bit. So, but yeah, yeah, you can you can find that some of them, especially four or five seconds handheld, like that's yeah. that's push that's pushing it. Um, yeah, it is. But yeah, you're right. If you took a tripod, uh, you would you would never get into camp, um, and that's why if 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 we ever did it again, I'd, I'd I'd probably recommend we try and do it maybe out of season, but take longer, spend a couple of days at each location, and yeah,
1: now that that's incredibly tempting is to yeah. to turn it into a ten to twelve day hike, yeah, and you know I mean it would be so easy to have two nights definitely at Pellion, um yeah. yeah. Probably even two nights nice at Waterfall Valley, if I'm honest. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's such a beautiful landscape there with yeah. uh, Barn Bluff. Is that?
0: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Barn Bluff, like I said, it popped out a couple of times. We said that on the video uh, when we were recording it, it was sort of popping in and out. But yeah, again, if you've got nice weather there, uh, you could easily spend. Like I'm very, very tempted every winter, I haven't done it for a while, but I'm very tempted to go into Waterfall Valley and just spend three or four days in the hut in yep. winter. Yep. and and just sort of do little day trips out of there, either back down the track or back towards Cradle, and you get some crazy good shots. You would, you, if you just set yourself up there, that would be that would be something else. Be nice.
1: Um, and also we we mentioned uh, uh on day two when the weather broke for us, um, yes. sort of broke into what Cameron's got behind him now. Uh, it didn't. It never, never did we have solid blue sky. There was always some cloud or some A rain bit, about. Yeah. But we sort of set off on day two, got only half an hour, 45 minutes in, and yeah. we the weather broke, and yeah. the light started to come. And that was, yeah, that was the moment for me, I think, where I realised I was into this walk. Now, yeah. we... I I'm still not completely convinced that Cradle Mountain's real. I don't think it exists. I think this <laughs> yeah, is no. all just it's it's That's AI. A, the it's whole a big, thing it's a
0: big cardboard cutout.
1: That That's right, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. uh, because I well I didn't see the front side of it at all. I saw the back of it. We saw it. we saw the ass of it, and I did manage to get a cool shot of the back side of it, which I which yeah. I kind of like because it's not a popular photo it's not mm-hmm. the the shot of cradle that everyone gets so i'm glad yeah. i've got something a little different i guess but yeah. um yeah but as i say uh, day two when when the weather started to happen for us and you could start to see the tops of some of the mountains and the, mm-hmm. and you know the area that you were in it, it was actually quite hard to believe that yeah. that you were you were in such a such a pristine environment
0: yeah well even the mountain behind us mount oakley here remember we saw that on day two and and i said to everyone i said oh, that's mount oakley down there the jaggedy one and uh we'll be camping under that pretty much after day three. And everyone's like, Jesus, that's a long way away. Like yeah. we at day three, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then we'll and then we're we'll there, everyone's like, Oh, yeah, okay, it wasn't really that far. Like it. Yeah, yeah.
1: In fact, we saw that from that platform where we had lunch and the sun was coming out. That's right, we did. And we, yeah. we all pointed it out and it was then when you get to day three, you're actually camping on the other side of it, looking back the other way. Which that's is right. You're over you're over the back here. Which is nuts. And the good
0: the good thing about that walking day is that on day three, the long day, you can see Pillion Hut like halfway in the day. Because it's it's like, (laughs) is that a good thing? (laughs) I don't know. But there's a massive gorge that goes along in here. Yeah, and you can't get you got to go around it. So you're like, oh, there's the hut over there. Everyone goes, oh, we're close. Like, no, no, we've still got ten kilometres to go. That's right. We're not even halfway through. Not even halfway there. Everyone's like, what the hell are you talking about? (laughs) How we that doesn't make sense. But that's the and I think that's something that also people. Um, reflect on when they get to the end of the track is that like 60 odd kilometers it's a long way to walk Um, and even 17 kilometers in a day on that day three is a lot of walking but again it goes back to that you get the reward for the effort you put in Um, and any anyone that walks off the overland track and doesn't feel like they've accomplished something special you know you need to get your head read because it's, it's a stunning walk with a lot of effort and preparation and um, I was just really, really happy and you know, super stoked that everyone came along. That did, and we had a good time. And everyone got to the end, and there was no injuries and you know, no issues. Everyone had good photos and had I'll, a few I'll laughs. Tell you
1: next week, if there's an injury,
0: well, that's it. Well, I'm going to see you, and I'm going to see you in two days. So, right, I'm going to, I'm going yes. to, pop, I'm going to pop in and see how you're going down there before yes. I head, head home. Thank you. Um, so yeah, it was yeah, it was awesome. Um, like I said, we had a great crew, and um, yeah, It was good fun.
1: A little bit more about the gear. Um, so one great thing about modern technology are these things, as much as they're much more one He says that he's left his torch. So that's how good am I? So um, the iPhone. Yeah. Because I was able to stick that thing in my pocket and not have to get it out of anywhere but my pocket to take photos, yeah. I did a quick count. I did 1,400 photos on that. Did you really? I did. Um yeah. Just... Uh, sorry, well, that was for the whole Tasmania trip. So probably on the overland itself, around a 1,000, I would have thought. Wow, okay. Um, of just when, you know, I, I knew it wasn't an award-winning photo or anything overly yeah. breathtaking, but I wanted it. I just, yeah. I had to get it because that's the photographer in me coming out. So I'd yeah. I, I just, I'd grab the iPhone out, do a quick shot, um, muck around with the exposure settings and that sort of stuff. Um, panorama was good, you know, for that okay. sort of stuff. When it was yeah. just beyond the reach of the the lens, I wanted to shoot panoramas. So I did that. Um, I got some absolute cracking photos on the phone, right. which again won't be suitable for printing large or anything like that. But for you know, to show the kids to uh, you know, for my own you know, uh, happy snaps, my own my own travel log, uh, yeah. it was it was invaluable. Also, one thing with the iPhone Pro is its macro lens. Um,
0: mm. Yeah. When yep. we
1: were seeing the fungi, um, I was able to line up a shot, get it, and there was a couple of times when I got the shot on the phone. I went okay, camera out. I've got yes. to, I've got to yeah. get this on the big camera because yeah. it was, you know, such a good little composition or something like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I get that as well. I and mean, I just did that in bright the last few days. I find that my iPhone has become the ultimate composition tool. Oh, that I can like it will will this work with the big camera let me have a look and you do a wide angle shot or you do this even the long exposure that you can do on these phones now like yeah. you, you can sort of get a preview of what the water behind you might look like and Crazy. that's when you might you might go yeah cool all right that's the iPhone shot let's get the big boy out let's do it properly and away we go but I found the iPhone was great for doing some videos and yeah, and definitely. like the, the snow when we're walking through the snow was really cool and yeah know so um, if you can yeah. see that but well maybe right. can't, but there, there's there's a picture there's a that's
1: Jack, you know, coming up coming up uh, oh, yes. Marion's. Yeah, you know, yeah. And to be able to get that shot quickly, because he was only there for a brief second, you know, yeah. uh he was uh yeah, I'll just zoom up there, there he is.
0: <laughs> that's that's uh,
1: awesome. yeah, and you know, that's a photo that he's gonna love forever as well. And and if yeah. I didn't have that with me, we wouldn't have shot. It. No, so, no. You know, it was like having a very high-end compact camera yeah. in my pocket.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. So yeah, I highly which, recommend. Which, which I think I think that's what they are. Yeah,
1: yeah they are. They are. They're they're high definition, high-end compact cameras with phones yeah. attached to them. Yeah,
0: hundred um, percent.
1: Yeah. So it was it was very very good that I was very handy that I was able to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was an absolute absolute highlight. One other little thing I want to mention as well was. Um, I hope he's listening. Is is I want to mention Blim Lavender because oh, yes. I found the best portrait studio on
0: earth. That was it's pretty good. It's just
1: a four day hike to get to it.
0: Yeah, yeah <laughs> it, it it was some of those photos. I actually haven't seen any of the photos people took of me, which which is nice. Yeah, um, they're hiding them. I don't know, but yes, no,
1: I've so, seen some of yours, and and yeah. they, well, I saw them as they were being taken.
0: So. Right, because yeah, I, we came into it's a place called Duquesne Hut. Uh, which is on day five. It's on the waterfall day. Uh, And we got into the hut and it was bright. It wasn't raining. There was a bit of sort of muted sunlight coming through the clouds. And I walked in a bit later than everyone else because I was at the back and Brendan's in the hut running a portrait workshop. I'm like, all right, we're (laughs) stopping for a portrait workshop. And everyone was sitting on this beautiful table with this old light. And not only was the light delicious, but the window itself had so much character. It had like, you know, know, rusty sort of look and it had cobwebs all through it. But, we got some great shots of all the guests sitting yeah, at this table. I will I will
1: put up on the screen
0: the it's photo. It's gotta be a photo of Jack. The
1: photo that Louise took of Jack. Thank you, yep. Louise. Hope you don't mind us showing this photo. Yeah. Um, what I loved about it was I, I was just sitting there, we're literally having our snack, packs off, sitting there in this dark shack, I suppose you would call it hut yeah, or shack, hut.
0: yeah, old hut with
1: just this beam of light coming through. And Aaron was sitting across from me and he was telling me. Uh, you know, some bullshit story that he carried on with.
0: He did did talk a fair bit of shit on the trip, didn't he? (laughs) He knows I'm joking. Uh, And
1: I said to him, please keep talking, but I'm going to take your portrait. Yeah. Like, oh, yep, sure, no worries. And, you know, being the consummate professional that he is, he just kept on talking away and I'm snapping away. And Mm. I showed him and he was like, he sort of stopped. He was like, ah okay can you show me how to do that <laughs> yeah he got and, right into that didn't he yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden we had louise there and we had Lindsay there and yeah. saski was there and jeff was there yeah and it was like let's do a workshop so yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it was one of those things and the reason i referenced glenn is because he taught me how to shoot natural light portraits yeah and his biggest saying was find the light and put them in it yeah we found the light, baby. It was yeah, it was, it was good. perfect. It could not have been. In fact, I, you know, you went back there a different time of day, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. So we yeah. we really lucked out, and luckily we had a few people with sort of character characterful faces like Jack, yeah. like Jeff. We yes. put them in the in that light, and we yeah. were able to get it. The best thing though was the reactions of people. Um, like Louise, who, who really got excited. She was like, I've yeah. never been – I didn't even know how to do this. Yeah. And yeah. now I do. And here we were in the middle, middle of nowhere. literally nowhere, yeah. or the middle of everywhere, if you want to put it that way, Yeah. yeah. Um, after a five-day hike getting a portrait workshop done. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was a little bonus for the trip. It was, it was pretty cool.
0: And I think, it, I, I think the other thing that worked really well with that, you can put someone in a, a shack like that with a bit of light, you know, fresh out of bed. Had breakfast, had a shower, all looked nice for the shot. Or you could walk them for five days through hell in the weather <laughs> and put them. Then they're naturally weathered and naturally a little bit tired and a little bit dirty. Like it just added to it. Like you didn't have to add makeup. But that was raw and real. And that's yep. that's uh, that's really what that track's all about. It's raw yeah. and real, regardless. Yeah. And your photography can be raw and it's real, um, like the shots we've got behind us and the shots we've taken. Yeah, um, you know, and I think. It's going to sound really cliche and really not out, not out of my normal vocab- uh, vocabulary, but it's it's a kind of place that does you, – you sort of immerse yourself into it. You, you really do become one with this landscape as you're walking through because the shots you take are generally maybe a little bit different to the normal shots you take. You're sort of more naturally taking shots as opposed to sort of creating them later on. The, the light's different. The landscape's incredible um yeah it's just one of those places where if you're a photographer you've got to go and do it and you've got to take your time and enjoy it
1: there's there's no question if you're able to oh. get yourself out there and do it because you you will not regret it and do it now yeah yeah. Don't, don't wait to do it um and you're exactly right in what you say um that immersion uh in the in in the in the landscape um uh, look I, i've i've been on a couple of been to a couple of locations um, that have moved me spiritually, and I'm not a spiritual guy generally. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, the overland it gets to you. There's no question about it. Um, the other place was Mungo National Park, which mm. is just mind blowing, and Uluru. So yeah, yeah, and probably the Twelve Apostles. If I'm honest, there's yeah. places, there's places that just get you, and um, the overland is definitely one of those. Well, Tassie is definitely one of those mm. places. But the overland for sure. Um, and being, yeah, as I say, it was an absolute privilege to be able to to do it. So, thank Mm. you, Cam, for you're welcome, absolutely convincing me to finally do it and throwing me down the track. It was, I
0: I still can't believe you actually did it because usually you say, Yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, and then you're like, Yeah, no,
1: yeah. Well, the thing for me was, um, (laughs) the thing I can't get over is it's done,
0: (laughs) yeah, it it is, it's done, and you look back at it, you're like, Okay, I did that, what next, Yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, you're right, Tassie. Tassie has a special place in Australia and I'm sure people that listen to our show or who or, or watch it, most of them have been at Tassie or thinking of going to Tassie. Um, it's one of those places, trust me, where you go there and spend a bit of time there and you it'll all click. It'll all make sense as to why we yeah. love it so much. So Yeah. And
1: so uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to spend four more days in Tassie mm. after the walk. Yeah, uh, My lovely family flew down from Melbourne and we, um, we we spent 4 days in hobart and um we used hobart as a base to go out we did um, we did the huon valley we did yep. the derwent valley we went yes. to richmond as well yep. um so we had a good bit of a look around uh, mount field of course mm-hmm. russell falls those sort of places yeah. Yeah. can i just say um mount field i think is a beautiful place no question but what i like most about it is how accessible they've made it
0: Yes, yeah. so
1: that people who are not maybe physically capable of doing something like the overland or getting to beautiful waterfalls and things like that, um, Russell Falls at Mount Field is wheelchair accessible. Which yeah. bloody kudos to Tassie for for mm. doing that. Whether it was Parks or the government or what, um, you know, to to be able to put some Russell Falls is gorgeous. There's no yeah, question about stunning. it, and yeah. it's it's in rainforest. It's absolutely beautiful, mm. and to be able to let. Anyone, I mean, it's a fifteen-minute walk from the ca- from the cafe. It yeah. blew my mind. I I'd, I think I've forgot I've been there before, but I've forgotten just yeah. how easy it was to get to. And then yeah, there's a bit of a hike up to go to Horseshoe Falls, but to be able to do that loop walk and take mm. in Russell Falls and get back along the creek, yeah. Hats off to uh, to Parks in Tassie for doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and you know what you do, I, I go out there a fair bit, and you do see people who have special needs or uh, mobility issues, and they are at the platform looking at russell falls and i can tell you now when i see those guys out there i'm the first to say let's get a photo of you in front of these falls because it's like you know we we do it pretty easy but for some people it's a real effort to get out there and yeah to get into nature so yeah they do a great job of it uh there's a few other spots around tassie where they've done a really good job to get people to as close to nature as they can so um but yeah it's, it's one of those places i think um It's real. It really is the. I reckon it's the jewel of the Australian sort of wilderness in a way. Like it's just got everything, and you know we've got the outback, which is great. We've got the coasts, which are great. But Tassie's sort of got it all. Like we've got coasts, forests, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and um, it's only an hour from Hobart, an hour from Melbourne, and two hours from Sydney. Uh, And
1: I'm I'm almost kicking myself I hadn't done it sooner because you 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 take it for granted. You forget that it's it's there and. You know, it, it is so accessible and so easy to get to. And Hobart itself is a gorgeous city. Now, mm. as luck would have it, we were there in autumn. We are in peak autumn, uh, mm. and the colours were nuts around every corner. Yeah. Um, you know, in Hobart itself, there's beautiful yeah. autumn colours all over the place. We mm. had an hour to kill before we caught our plane, so we went to the Botanical Gardens, mm. and you've got a gorgeous Botanical Gardens there in Hobart. Yeah. Um, yeah, So I got lots of amazing photos there as well. And my kids loved it too. They yeah. They loved... I think they liked the small city feel of Hobart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's 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 a boutique city. You know, I like it that. Is. and the waterfront's amazing, and the Salamanca markets, yeah. and the geez, you, and you, you should, should be paying
0: us. You should show me off now. I tell you, I tell you, one place. This is going to be the most uh, selfless plug of all time. You know what is what is really great for color at the very moment is bright. Yes, where I've just come from, uh, we spent uh, five days up there. It is the best color I've seen up there for years, yep. and we are going again next year, twenty twenty four, April. I think we're doing April twenty sixth to April thirtieth. I think it is. Uh, it'll description. It'll be somewhere, but yeah, I I was blown away with the color. Uh, the photo you put up of the Dewan Valley with the poplars, yes, it got it got me really really excited to get up to Bright. But all the poplars in Bright have started shedding already. Yeah. Um. So we didn't have as many poplars, but we had all these other elms and. Uh, Chestnut trees and and myrtles and not myrtles, uh, what they call maples and things like that. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, it was amazing. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you had a great time in Tassie, and I'm glad you did the track. Uh, smashed the track, actually. You didn't look like you struggled much at all. It was pretty easy. Oh, don't don't worry. There was better. We'll see what the doctor says.
1: We'll see what the doctor says tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he'll, I know the first question you'll ask me
0: is that. Where you you been?
1: Cal- No calendars at your house.
0: Don't know exactly how old you are. All oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what you've done there. You might've just done a little strain or a little twerk. Oh, and... I'm, I'm sure it's just a calf strain. It's an old man's mm. injury. That's fine. Uh, yes. Thank
1: you to our beer donations for this week. Mm. Mal. Mal. Thanks, Mal. Nice work. If you would like to donate some beer, <laughs> down south today. You is the website. So if you this go is... there, if you want to support the channel, uh, you can go there, you can buy us a beer uh, if you want to, you don't have to, of course. Um, and if you subscribe to the uh, to the YouTube channel as well, that would be greatly appreciated. Now, yeah. aside from popping down to good old Ocean Grove to see me in the next couple of
0: days, Cam, what have you got coming up? A bit of a break, I hope. Uh, yeah, a little bit of a break. i about a week and a bit off. Uh, tomorrow, uh, sadly, uh, I hate to tell, but I am catching up with Tom Putt tomorrow. You couldn't bit. get one
1: episode without...
0: I know. You know what? He carried on like an absolute bitch the other day because I didn't mention him in the last episode. <laughs> He's like, what? Don't no mention? Uh, no. Well, anyway, uh, for those... who have not listened know, this far on this one, so he hasn't heard this one either, so... That's it. For those who don't know, Tom, don't bother. Um, but I've got to go pick up some books that we are selling together. Yes. And then, uh, yeah, Thursday, I'm going to come down. Maybe we can do lunch or something on Thursday. Uh, uh, we'll,
1: we'll work something out. Gonna, I've
0: got to catch the boat. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I'm back and then I head off to the Flinders Island next, which is next weekend. So so I've got a, I've got a week and a bit off. So Ooh, looking, looking forward to that. You've earned it, my friend. Mm, I think so. What about, what about you? Is it just business as usual?
1: So we're back into it. Um, it's Yeah, it was funny. Like you take 10 days away from your business and you come back to 20 days of work. So uh, Yeah, tell me about that's, it. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically where I'm at right now is uh, – yeah. Catching up on everything, and, and uh, which is great. Um, mm. The, the uh, Ocean Grove camera and photo, for those of you following along at home, uh, is uh, doing quite well, We're nice and busy. We've got lots of uh, canvas prints. My goodness, doing lots of canvas prints as always, uh, yeah. and talking to lots of people about my walk. <laughs> really? There's lots well, of people coming. Yeah, the, the, a lot of people know that I went off and did it, and uh, they're yeah. all happy to have a chat about it. Um, yeah.
0: Has anyone seen that video of you walking across the campsite in your jocks?
1: Uh, don't think that will ever see the light of day if I have anything to do with mm. it.
0: If you would like to see Brendan walking, <laughs> <more. No. laughs> um, yeah. Well, the canvases are they're big. Um, let me know when <laughs> you're going to do your canvas of that thing, because uh, I might yep. send you a file to do for canvas for me as well. I might yep. get one done as well. But yeah, I'm
1: I'm going to have a hard time. I've got a spot. On my wall for my Derwent Valley shot, the yeah, that's lovely. The, yeah, that's lovely. Yeah, autumn colours. Uh, mm-hmm. and I've got another spot here in my office for this one. So yeah, um, that's probably what'll what'll happen at some point. And but I do you... get a real kick out of making my own photos. Into oh your...
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've actually got to put some photos together when I get home for this uh, exhibition I'm doing at the Gustav Weindorfer Memorial Day. Awesome. which is uh next weekend um so I've got to print out some a2s and frame some a2s so I'll be busy doing that later this week
1: excellent
0: um but I, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days I look forward to seeing some more of your photos actually see yeah, you sure. I can I can show you some stuff yeah do it I will do um that's it hey, oh, um hey, hey, how much how much better is it when you do an episode and you record it and you actually hit the record button. Mm, it's amazing. I'll never leave it down, but hey, it was the first time for everything. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. Dear Cam, we're going to hold over to next week. So we'll yes, be yeah. back in the swing of things. This is the last time we're going to talk about the Overland
0: track. People are probably sick of us talking about it. No, we're going to talk about it a lot more. We're going to keep crapping on. Uh, next week, yeah, we'll be back to sort of normal broadcasting next week, I think. Uh, yes. I've actually got a topic for next week. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Yes, go on. Cool. I, I've This has been eating away at my little brain for the last few weeks. But um, if you, for example, if you write a book, and then someone just goes and copies it word for word and they sell it themselves. It's called, or hand in, it's called plagiarism. Yes. If you, for example, go pull off Michael Jackson's Thriller song, redo it as your own, and try and sell it without permission, it's copyright infringement. Yes. Uh, if you paint the Mona Lisa again and try and sell it as an original, it's a ripoff. So, why, as photographers, Can I go back to that place behind you and take the exact same photo and sell it? Is that not copying you or breaching your intellectual property of some sort? I think it's a conversation. It's an interesting conversation and I've got a couple of examples of it. Uh, Why photographs or photographers don't have any real protection of their intellectual property from a photo that they've created. We'll talk about that next week. I look forward to it. Tune in.
1: Tune in. (laughs) Tune in. We, we've left a cliffhanger. Yeah, tune in. We don't do that.
0: <laughs> no, we don't do anything. We just well. That, that's, that's
1: it. A... That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning into episode seventy-eight of the Down South Photo Show. We will see you for episode seventy-nine next week. Yep. Bye for now.
0: Don't forget to stop recording at the right time. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah,
0: I'll probably just keep recording now. Well, just, we'll just, hey, let's roll into the next episode. <laughs> yeah, that's right.